Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily featuring some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Uh, Danny Kelly was with us. It's Monday, so we went back over every Premier League game. And there were some corkers this weekend. So Brilliant plenty to chat about. Football, yeah. Uh, Mike Ward joined us. We looked at a bit of non-sporting telly, a lot of it Christmas-themed, understandably. He's always in good form. Yeah, we had uh, a talk sport listener join us from up in uh, Glasgow, uh, who uh, went on some very creative running on Strava, one of his pop heroes. Mm. Uh, pop heroes, I don't know if that's quite right. Description. Anyway, um, <laughs> you got involved, which was good of you, and we had some Clips of the Week pewter as well from 2003. Marvelous. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Football is a funny game. It is. It's a cruel mistress. It can well, make you laugh, nice... it can make you cry. So it's Alan Latchley there. Yeah. I, I worked it out. I, I went back and looked at the games Chelsea played this season. I thought, in at least six games, we were probably the better team mm. and didn't get a win in any of them. Yeah. Whereas yesterday, I think you'd, you'd have to be honest and admit that Brighton were the better side on the day. They yeah. Outplayed. And yet you, you got the three points. It's, it's, it's weird, really, yeah. but there you go. It's the way it was a bit of a nail-biting finish. I sat in a different place. I went with... Yeah. Uh, one of, Talk sports finest producers Emma. That's right. And, and you so it's weird, isn't it? I mean, mm. I know like you like me, as you've said, you've sat in different parts of the ground before, but you're you've got a season ticket, so yeah. you're used to one particular perspective on the game and the people around you and the whole experience. And the whole atmosphere. So yeah. it's like going to cricket when you sit in the stand up, but it's uh, no one cheers, no one says anything. I was definitely the only person swearing in the whole stand. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well that Oh, no change. You seem quite no proud change. of yourself. It's, no not big. it's not big and it's not it clever. Right next to the... I have to say they were very funny and amusing, you were, but they were crowing. Andy, Andy was being hilarious before the show. Completely disrespectful Brighton fans. And Andy seems to think that away fans should have more respect, that, um, that basically away <laughs> fans come along and they should, they should look at Chelsea's uh, recent wins in the Champions League and titles. And have a touch more cups. respect. And if I, if I doff their cap, you've had to two good seasons in your entire history. It's fantastic. Yeah, but as I said, that's oh, no, a, they got to the cup. This is a club that ne- this is a club that nearly went out of business, oh, no, and it's, it's completely organic process. They're they weren't bri- propped up by wrong. an oligarch. They're were they? brilliant. I mean, yeah. they are br- propped up. How dare you? They're um, <laughs> well. How would you describe it then? Uh, encouraged. Oh, okay. Encouraged. <laughs> One man's propping up is another man is encouragement, clearly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And, of course, Joe Lewis is absolute pauper at Tottenham, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, he's been selling well, a big he, issue about He chooses like, to spend his money on yachts <laughs> as opposed <laughs> to the football club. No, no. It's mm. um, Brighton were excellent. They are a great, well-coached, brilliant team. I mean, they had a lot of injuries, yeah. and they still... Put together a good performance. They're mm. a good side, and so yeah, they needed. Well, the you're showing points. them quite a lot of respect, but that's after you've won. Normally, if you've no, lost to a true. team, you're you know, slightly less respectful. Well, you would have been saying, "Oh, right. they go down. Hope they don't win another game well, all season." Shouldn't take any notice of what I say anywhere, <laughs> any point ever. Okay, <laughs> would, be a, would, would be my advice. So, what sort of <laughs> what sort of comments were coming from the Brighton fans then? Uh, Nothing particular. No, quite a lot about money. Quite a lot about what a waste of money. Okay. Um, Sanchez, they had a right go at Sanchez. You think to yourself, you didn't want him. He was your third keeper. Yeah. He shouldn't even be playing for us. But anyway. Sitting know. near the away fans is is never... I mean, I'm not a fan of it. I know, no. I know, I've know. i known people who they love it. They go oh, out no. their way it's to irritating. be in that seat that's no, just across from no, the stewards. So you can it. spend basically your whole game doing a Nescafe handshake, not actually mm. watching the match. No, which no. seems always a bit pointless to me. Oh, it does to me, actually, pointless. And... Uh, Erlen Harlan obviously very unhappy. I mean, 
I think it's been a bit overblown, that incident. Mm. You know, Grealish might have scored. He might have done. You don't yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, it was an incredibly poor bit of refereeing it by was. Simon Hooper. I mean, you could tell from his face he realised he'd made a right ricket. Yeah, he, I mean, what have I done was, was oh, the yeah. look on his he face. very much a what have I done. It was just, done. I don't know, maybe it was... He's the only one who can ever tell you what yeah, happened. Yeah. He had was this reflex action. Before he knew it, he'd, the whistle was in his mouth and he'd blown it. I don't know and why. Then the moment I think he gone. must have thought that he hadn't got the advantage. That's yeah. the only thing you can think Completely of. understand the frustration. You know, though. Pawson played two very good advantages yesterday. One for Chelsea, one for Brighton. Mm. And, you know, and I think fans don't mind that if they bring it back if nothing's happened bring it back a bit like rugby I'm always in favour of referees I thought Hooper had had a good game yesterday he kept the game moving there was you know VAR yeah. never got involved he, you know he, he let a lot of stuff go <laughs> his he, face he did was well. priceless yeah. he's so embarrassed yeah. and uh, anyway so Erling Haaland went on the X formerly Twitter yeah. I don't know why I'm saying that and he just wrote WTF and Martin Blackman very kindly explained to the readers what it means. Oh, okay. I think we know. Yes, <laughs> just for those that don't, those that don't keep up. Um, it was good to tell them. Uh, so, we're interested in your experiences of being near the away fans. When you found yourself, maybe you're not a, a regular one, um, but uh, it, it can lead to all sorts of stuff. So, when you found yourself in the vicinity of the away fans, um, what was it like? Oh three seven one seven double two double three double four talksport.com forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine. Tweet to TS H and J. It was a big weekend of knee slide celebrations. I mean, I know mm. every weekend is, but this weekend probably combinations was the Jack Grealish straight down the camera. It, it, it was very Perfect. and it was very Diego Maradona like yeah. in the World Cup, it was. wasn't it? Really. Um, but we were just wondering today. I mean, the knee slide. If the kids are trying that on a on a Saturday morning, Sunday afternoon, I take it they are. Where well, the pitches are a bit stonier. I mean, you don't want to be doing that on Astro, I do see you? You could get injured doing that. Can you? I wonder if players have forgotten and done it on the Astro, just oh, not, no. just in the moment. So if you're in a you're playing in an FA Cup or on concrete, yeah, <laughs> five <aside>. cinder. <laughs> still got any cinder pitches out? There can't no, be many left. Anybody still know. playing on cinders? It's pantomime season. We're allowed to talk about cinders. <laughs> Uh, at which point you should say, oh, no, oh, no we can't. Oh, no, we can't. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the yeah. other question we've got to ask today. Who's doing panto round your way? Oh, yes. We do love a panto lineup. Let's ask you that question. Give us some of the stuff. What? Yeah, who's doing panto? Any sporting ones? It's like Gareth Chilcott um, buttons in... Uh, <laughs> At the sort of Theatre Royal Bath. <laughs> because you used to get that, didn't you? Sporting famed headband. I think he will. <laughs> so if, any, if you've got any sports links, who's doing panto around your way? Or have you seen the stars of sport in your local panto? We, we would love to know. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSHJ 03717223344. So there you go. We're sitting to work with a few bits and pieces. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talksport, as always, of a Monday. We are joined to reflect on every game in the Premier League this weekend by Danny Kelly. Good afternoon, Danny. Hello, chaps. Um, a couple of visual observations first. Paul, what's that? Is that an advent candle you've got in front of you, that yellow thing? Uh, I don't think so. No, I'm trying to think no. what it might be. What's it? No, oh, I haven't got a candle. When I looked at you, you've got a large yellow cylinder in front of you. It must be an optical illusion then. Okay. <laughs> I can't see it. <laughs> Next, okay, I'm obviously my losing my mind. Is Next it, up, I go. Was it this? The, Yes, that, ah, what is that? that? Is the ah, Talk yeah. Sport drinks bottle available in the Talk Sport shop. Oh, yeah, yeah I thought priced. it was a Talk Sport advent candle. How <laughs> unlikely is that? And secondly, of course, the listeners can't see this unless you're looking at uh, when Andy now has got to be very proficient at changing the background mm. that he's in. And of course, he's very visually acute, Andy. Anyone who's seen his paintings will know he understands visuals. Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> uh, now he's got one which is a football crowd. It's very boring. But prior to that, oh, he man, had either Pinky. Or perky yeah, behind yeah. him, and I was I spluttered my blinking drink onto yeah. the table in front of me. This is it was what, so funny. This is what Alan Brazil calls me and Andy. Yeah, yeah. It's all pinky and perky from one. So <laughs> that's obviously why the the picture there that Andy's got ah. up there at the football is knees guy, the man who's now known as knees guy. Apparently, oh. he, he often complains when he sits back in his chair that other people are whacking their knees in his back. But the problem is, he sits so far back in his chair, and there's such limited space at the bridge in yeah. the old. There's no. It's not really. His fault. No, no so, but what happened was that he, he turned around to the bloke behind him and he said, a right go at him. And Emma said to me, he does that every week and it, and it sometimes turns really ugly. So I thought, well, look, what I'll do, I'll take a photo to show him that in case it does he turn He sounded ugly. like the sort of bloke would be very reasonable in those circumstances, <laughs> didn't he, really? I like... <laughs> 
I like the fact that he's called Knees Guy yeah. because, um, you know, the regularity which you see people in football, they always attract these names, don't they? Yeah. My friend and I used to sit behind one of the goals at Spurs. Mm. There was a guy who spent a lot of time going up and down the public gangway who was the thinnest man. He looked at him, he was so unhealthy. Oh, he no. kind of grey of pallor and thin. And for some reason, he got labelled Cadaver Man. And it, oh, oh, no. it, here comes Cadaver Man. It's like the, legion, was, it, the legion of alternative heroes. I can't see oh, Marvel. Knees guy, Cadaver Man, yeah, all there. We had, uh, we had Backdoor. Uh, a bloke sat with them behind me. I had to actually move season tickets. He just go, Backdoor! Back door. It was a, a, imploring I'm our sure defenders it, oh, to I'm pick sure up the, the guy coming in at the back. You go regularly. They've all got because I had a bloke when yeah. I was a kid used to sit in front of me and he used to we called him Who Whoey because he used to go Who throughout <laughs> the game. So if if there's someone who sits near you, Mister or Mrs, yeah. it's like the alternative Mister or Mrs Men, isn't it? Or the yeah, the books. So if you've got who have you got near you and why have they got that nickname? Let us know. Talksport.com. Text eight ten eighty nine. Tweet TSH and J. Anyway, ten games to cover. Let's crack on. Mm. Chelsea mm. three, Brighton no, two. No, no, we're doing that. You've got it no, out of order. City. Yes, you have. Yeah. You oh, sorry. I do apologise. I looked at the wrong. I'm looking at the second section. Manchester City three, <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur three, and it could have been a yellow uh, advent candle. I was lighting yeah. a candle for Simon Hooper, <laughs> thinking oh. of thinking of him at these difficult times. I'd light a candle for oh, him today. Yeah, I, thought, I thought you did well. I got to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> I thought well, you did well. Oh, yeah. I mean, he did I well mean, for I us. Mean, look, yeah. what it, what it was clear was that you know. There were two mistakes there. One, Emerson Royal. If you're going to do a tactical foul, get the bloke down. Yeah. Don't let him get up again. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, um, I think he, he he must have thought there are three Spurs defenders right around this ball. Um, this is going to be no advantage to Manchester City. Of course, we're talking about Spurs defenders here, Paul. Yes. And so the ball does arrive at Grealish's feet. Um, it he was, was, ahead, of, he was it. ahead of the players as well. Which is let me so ask big. you this question, though. Erling Haaland, he gets booked for standing over the referee, screaming in his face. Um, afterwards, he, he ca- carries on, but, you know, a yellow card is fine. There, there it is. What did he want the referee to do once mm. he'd stopped the game? What yeah. exactly was he a- appealing for? Uh, is it going to be like, I don't know, playground football, where you say, mm. well, no, no, hang on. We, we were two up. Where were you? And you have to, everybody has to go back to where they were, <laughs> and they start again. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just think you he, have to take into I'm not yeah. making an excuse for Erling Haaland, but, no. you know, they were frustrated, City. That's what yeah, it was Yeah, I mean, about. the adrenaline... And Erling was too, wasn't he? Because he missed I, those I can, chances. I can, under, I can understand that. I think, I think it was Tottenham getting sawn off like that. We wouldn't be particularly happy. Overall, though, I thought Spurs Spurs were good for a point, having ridden their luck in the first half when they... A bit mm. like Villa last week. You know, you had lots of chances and didn't make them count. City were us last week, effectively. Yeah, there is, there is a, a sort of luck balance coming back there. But also, um, you know, we all know, every every supporter listening to my voice knows who their bogey team is. Mm. How could it be possible that hapless Spurs would be Manchester City's bogey team? Um, you know, City win their fair share of games against Spurs, but when they don't, there's always something madly dramatic. And here was another example. Yes. Um, good to the Postacoglu who makes this speech about never changing, changed the team at halftime, just altered the balance. Yeah. You can still be ultra-attacking, but we did it from a slightly sounder yeah. base. Yeah. I think yeah. the we, we both did the same yeah. thing. We, I wrote down in my book, Brian Featherweight. He might have yeah. assisted in the, the goal, but the, Hoiberg's probably a better The option. Hill experiment, I think, uh, maybe have run its course. Maybe if there's players coming I am, back, it'll be I am different. over the hill, Paul. Yes, yeah. I am. It's not right for the league. I, I just right find him... It just, it does, I mean, his distribution isn't good enough. His decision-making isn't quite there either. It's not just the fact he's very lightweight and gets better. I mean, it was a mismatch against Walker, but it's a mismatch against most, most Premier he League right backs. He does some interesting things, but he's, the basics, I think you probably heard me saying this on a podcast, Paul, he doesn't do the basics well enough at no. this level. Of football. What's, no. it, what's um, interesting though is it, you know, Anana's come under a lot of pressure recently, but Edison showed that all goalkeepers, however yeah. brilliant they are, make mistakes. I mean, he should have saved that first one. done better Sorry, for the first course, goal, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but overall, um, I, I mean, as I say, I think Spurs deserve to come away with something from the game, having ridden out that first half, mm. but again, com- completely understand why. Yeah, one, I of, do feel one of those rare upset. You know, rare moments where Mrs. Kelly, I found her celebrating mm. Spurs' equaliser. Oh, yeah, I don't know what's going on there. That's a good sign. don't know what's going on there. definitely doing Arsenal a favour. I've written yeah. that down. No, We've no got to worry yeah. about ourselves, I, of course. I did find, I mean, you know, look, commentators have to react to what's happening in the game, but I thought they, they're quite unfair on Postacoglio. I mean, you know, you can't judge Spurs. I did brilliantly, brilliantly to get a point, and I agree they deserved it, but you can't judge them. I mean, they've lost like 
key, key players yeah. from the way they've got they a whole play. first team out there. Yeah. Yeah, put down the yeah, one to eleven. It's not the numbers. It's the and this is the, the way Newcastle have a slight advantage. It's not the numbers. It's the key number of yeah. key players you're missing. Like for example, City will miss Rodri. They never win without Rodri, or they're not the same without him. Not never, but they they don't they win. Play a Villa this week. And they've got they? Villa this week. That's going to be make it very hard for them. Yeah. Well, we'll move on, shall we? Because we've got lots to cover. We're going to have yeah. a look at um, Liverpool four. Fulham three, and I cannot think of a game in which one team has scored four such high quality goals. I mean, even Amazing. the fourth, uh, Trent having to get over the top of it to keep it down was a good finish, but the other three were just sensational. I mean, the scoreline makes it, you know, look like a, a very close game. And uh, Liverpool scored four worldies out of 28 shots at goal, if you don't mind, but just kept allowing Fulham back into the game. Um, yeah. The, the, the winner, because uh, of the context of it and mm. the skill that was required from it, um, Alexander-Arnold is a real problem now for the England manager, isn't he? If you say, name me the 10 best England outfield players, he's definitely in that 10. Mm. So mm. how do you fit him into, into the team? Can you not play him, Rice and Bellingham? Does that not work? No, that 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 that, that looks like it could be one of the ways, ways forward, absolutely. Yeah. And then hopefully Reese James gets his fitness and... and, and you know, Gets himself back to where he was this time last year. He'll play right back, and then you've got something going on with that England team. Yeah, yeah. that's a very exciting three, isn't mm. it? Really, if we're yeah. making that work, you know. The, the yes, thought of it, it does require De- it does require Declan Rice to look behind him at England's li- likely centre half pairings mm. and say, "I'll stay at home for most of this well, game. I'll well, just I'll just stick here." Well, hopefully uh, Stones will be back, and I think City again mm. are missing him at the moment. I think you're, we're going back to City. You are seeing how much they're missing Stones at the moment, as much as anything else. Yeah, because the, the great centre-half playing in midfield experiment works really well with John Stones, less so with Akanji, who's more of a mm. natural defender and doesn't quite do the same things um, as Stones can do. And I must say, um, I one of my great things in football was proven to be a, an utter stupidity in the game as well. I always say, when you get the corner, everybody up except the fastest player in the team who stands on a halfway line. Mm. Docco no. doesn't know how to defend, does he? No. Um, no. But, you know, the first goal, he, he, he just didn't know what to do with, with Son once, once he got the ball. So yeah. perhaps I need to rethink. Gone back to Tottenham, I'm afraid. I think Mike Arias <laughs> yeah. was suggesting a tactical fouls in order, forgetting the fact that we've been told by Pep that City don't tactically oh God, foul. They that's so right, much. they absolutely don't. So, they absolutely I mean, don't. I don't know where Mike Arias is getting that from because yeah. uh, that's, that's, mm. not, that's not how they roll. Um, but I'm lucky at Fulham because they mm. put in a great shift and they, they deserve yeah, they 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 the draw. They deserved a point. Actually, uh, it was a great they... performance at Anfield. Yeah. I think if you come away from Anfield having scored three and not uh, one, you're entitled to feel a little bit of injustice. But I, mm. I don't agree with you too, as it goes. I think Liverpool were well worth the win. It's just they found a very roundabout way of getting to it. <clears throat> and Matip injured another injury for Liverpool at the moment. They've got a few ongoing. That's a blow for them. I mean, it, we, we could talk about this, you know, the in-season World Cup and all the rest of it, but we are seeing a lot of injuries in the, at the pre, in the Premier League Far this season, yeah. aren't we? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, coming up next, it is Chelsea 3, Brighton 2. Right. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny mm. Kelly is with us, and uh, we're looking back over the Premier League weekend. We've looked at City Spurs, Liverpool, Fulham. We move on then, as we said, to Chelsea 3, Brighton and Hove Albion. Two and I was listening. I took the dog for a walk, and I was listening mm. to our uh, our reporters at the game yesterday with Adrian and the guys. And there was a bit mm. of a feeling among them, Andy, that against ten men, Brighton hadn't done quite enough to justify the win. Is that fair or not? Mm. Well, they didn't because they didn't score. Yeah. They didn't score enough goals. Chelsea defended well, and they showed a lot of spirit. And it's you know it's a young team, and they they showed their immaturity all the time this season. You know, and they. Their disciplinary record is just it's been poor, isn't poor. it? Yeah. It's pitiful. He needs to sort that out. And it was a nail-biter of a game. But where, I mean, in the second half, all right, there was a VAR for a penalty. Mm. And there was that was it, because the other VAR came in within the, the overtime. There was a couple of in, maybe one injury. I don't know where they got 10 minutes from. You just couldn't see it. Sanchez wasted a bit of time, but not... You know, not to add on 10 minutes, it was a ridiculous... I just couldn't work it out. But it was interesting, Fernandez has missed his two previous penalties in the World Cup final and against West Ham, going high and sort of mid-height to the right. And Jason Steele obviously thought he'd do it again, so thank goodness he stuck it down the yeah. middle. Well, you know, a bit fortunate, I think. What was your take on it, Danny? Um, well, t- two things. One, background update, and these mm. guys being replaced by what I think is W.G. Grace. <laughs> yeah, W.G. Grace, there. Yeah. 
very good. Is, um, yeah. I, I spoke to two Brighton fans, um, uh, acquaintances of mine, who thought that they that they had dominated the game. But uh, but I said yeah, it was against ten men that they they had a lot of shots, Brighton. But you didn't feel I don't know, Andy, you're a Chelsea fan. You didn't feel that they were ever under siege or anything. I thought they managed their their uh, deficiency in numbers really well, Chelsea. Um, also. I know that on ref watch this morning they were saying it's a definite yellow card and all the rest of it. Um, he didn't hurt the player. He got the ball completely, and he just happened to make slight contact with him beforehand. I didn't even think he should have been sent off. No, but, he could yeah, have warned him. It's such a absolutely. High, you know, everybody else has a high bar. I'm going to talk about the one with Semenya, which is a high bar. Whereas Craig Pawson, it's like a limbo bar for like the lowest <laughs> setting. I couldn't believe it. I just could not believe he'd sent him off for that. Just go up to him and say. Look, Connor, if you do that again, yeah, I'm, going to have to, I'm going to have to send you off. Simon yeah. Hooper was very demonstrative. It was like he was trying to taxi a plane in. He was telling all the players, he was pointing to where they'd put the, the exits, the emergency exits, telling them yeah. where they'd put, that's your third one. Yeah, we get that, yeah. Simon. One over don't, there. Don't inflate their jackets and you that's get right. out of the plane. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. It was. So we, we knew where we stood with old Simon. Very uh, no, good, good, good win for Chelsea because they could easily have, uh, found, you know, set, uh, down to 10 yeah. men, 45 minutes, find an excuse to lose. So well done. Yeah, Did we like Leno? His black bandage when he came, but he had, he had oh, when he got injured for Fulham, yes. Yeah, so, did yeah, we have to talk about that a little bit later on, won't we? So, anyway, um, where were we? Um, where are we going to go to next? We're going to go to um, you've, Bo- you've completely lost the running yes. all the day, Paul, <laughs> I have. haven't you? I, 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 I mean, let me do it. No, Bournemouth <laughs> two, Aston Villa two. That's it. Thank you, Danny. We're back <laughs> in the room. I, I, it's I, like I, you've presented radio shows before. Yeah, it's, like I'm in, it's like I'm incapable of reading a list in a current order, but I'll get back on, I'll climb back on the horse. I'll get that yes. one of Pinky and Perky back in a minute. Yes, uh, Bournemouth uh, to Aston Villa 2. Um, yes, yeah, so our producer went to this game. He was at the game. Um, he, yeah, uh, Bournemouth really unlucky. I mean, maybe sort of Villa did well to get mm. back into it and stuck in there and got the equaliser, but maybe for a second week running away from home they could count themselves a bit fortunate. Yeah, Taylor's two strikers, is it? I mean, both positive tales actually. Dominic Solanke having his best season ever. Um, I know you really fancy him, Andy. But this is a lad who played for England, but it's like six or seven years ago. He got what, got about 20 minutes in a game, did he? I seem to recall. Mm. Um, but he's now got seven in 14, which is pretty good going in a team mm. that's not particularly um, goal happy. But Ollie Watkins, you know, form of his life as well. Um, and that that header, mm. um, you know, the, you know, sorry, Andy, we keep going back to Spurs. Kulisevsky's shoulder was a pretty good finish, but the the header, that was behind him. Mm, yeah. Turn your neck muscles through that angle, mm. and it's just a sign of somebody who just knows that every contact he makes with the ball is liable to end up in the back of the net. Um, I, th- I thought it was a pretty tight game. I, I, did, I only saw the highlights. It, it looked like a pretty fair result because the lateness of Villa's equaliser mm. um, looked fortunate, but the stats all suggest it was a very close game indeed. Yes, um, I it's, mean, Iriola's sort of tactics starting to work. I mean, he seems to be getting them playing. He kept hmm. saying, Look, be patient, it's coming. And you're starting to see the old green shoots, really, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm happy with be patient, it's coming. Yeah. Um, he didn't ask me to trust the process. No. Um, you know, <laughs> dear God, what are we, food processors now? What is it? <laughs> Wait till the, the mushy peas come out the far end of the machine, you'll be delighted. Um, yeah, he look, a bit like Unai Emery, but working with lesser, um, perhaps, components. He, these managers who come out of the Spanish League, they tend to know what they're doing, particularly if they've had you know a, a reasonably long career at it because um, they're dealing with top players there as well. And uh, the, you know, he, he, he's beginning to make them look like they, they won't struggle at the very least. Yeah, and yeah. Emi Martinez, a shout, I mean, again, for the second week running, them in it. putting a big save yeah, yeah. again, as he did at Tottenham. And all the same team away from Villa Park. And it's a, you know, we'll ask Stan tomorrow when he comes on why he thinks that is, because it is a bit of a mystery. Yeah. I thought they were a bit fortunate. And... Uh, what a what a goal saving challenge by Conza. That was one of my favourite. Oh, moments what a tackle! That was that was a yeah. perfectly top, top timed, quality. brilliant tackle. Uh, so yeah. there we are, Bournemouth two, Villa mm. two, and I can see exactly what I did wrong there. In my notes for Chelsea Brighton, I started putting uh, notes about McAllister's goal and Leno's black bandage. So that's what <laughs> threw me, folks. There we are, taking you Leno's a little peek, bandage. a little peek behind the curtain of why I'm so useless. Uh, West Ham one, Crystal Palace one. He's um, back. Paul's back. Yeah, I'm back. Good. I'm back. My yeah. note for this game is I wonder how many points West Ham have dropped uh, in the past three seasons after Thursday away games. I've no idea, but I just wonder because that looked like another one. 
And my note was, Mavropanos has played about 20 games in the Premier League. Has, mm. he, cons- has he caused goals in about half of them against yeah. his own team? Yeah, um, well, he wasn't. Yeah. It's not often a manager. We wouldn't say he hung him out to dry, but he was, you know, he well, was fairly on the nose about it. It's classic David modern football. We had eight players ahead of him and he plays it backwards. I mean, you know, he, this is crazy. It yeah. keeps happening. I mean, he wouldn't yeah. have played, would he? It, it, it was uh, there was an injury which meant that, uh, mm. that he couldn't. He played instead. Um, also, that comment, the interesting comment by David Moyes, saying uh, that um, it's, it's, he wonders why they keep letting in goals between the 45th and 60th minute. And he was asked by a journalist, and he said, "Well, it's not as if we're uh, eating a pie at half time and coming out and feeling rubbish for 15 minutes afterwards." Well, it's a tactic. It might be worth a try. It might, maybe it'll have, be like the kind of a, a completely different. Maybe yeah. I'll sit there. I can see. Louis is Paquetta being given a meat and potato pie and wondering what the heck's going on. I must must say as well, my experience is that the 15 minutes after you've eaten a pie is you feel anything, you feel great, don't you? Yeah, (laughs) you you often do get that little rush. After about 15, it might start to weigh a bit heavy. I don't know if you're James Ward-Prowse. Oh, sure, sure. Standing there belching on the halfway line. But interesting that a man of his vintage, his first thought was pies at half-time, though, wasn't it? It's good. I mean, you got, again... We, we talked a lot about injuries and it's about having specific players injured and you've got to feel sorry for Crystal Palace who denuded of mm. Wilfred Zaha have had less than 90 minutes with Eze and Olise in the team together. Um, they, 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 every game is a struggle for them at the moment and and, and any mm. away point is for yeah, them, I think, point. a real achievement. Mm. Yeah, yes. So we move on then to uh, Brentford 3, Luton Town 1. Yes, I couldn't go to this game, so I gave my ticket to a Brentford fan. Can I just say, gave. Gave Sold. his ticket yeah. to a Brentford band, buying his so much stick about this. Yes. But yeah, in a way, I was glad as well because yeah. it didn't look like, especially the first half. A great game. Again, I was listening to our boys on game day, and suddenly at two one, you thought, "Aye, aye, Luton are back in this." But of course, as soon as the third one went, and it was it was mm. a good night, Vienna. But they had a lot of chances. Brentford, the crate. I think more had more shots on target than they did for oh, any yeah, game this they season. To win the twenty-seven, game. Paul. Mm, twenty-seven, yeah. and again, um, it, I mean, Luton will almost regret scoring in this game. I think because they score so irregularly that you can't waste them in defeats. Um, <laughs> last season. They got promoted with, I think, the second least goals of the top ten in, the, in in that division. So this is an ongoing problem for them. They have, in in, in at one level, they were able to turn very close games into wins, and mm. now it's more of a struggle for them. Obviously, you know, the, the standards in the Premier League are so much higher. They just can't get goals, and to to waste one and a three one defeat. Um, Particularly as Brentford did dominate the game. Particularly mm. the further it went on, the more likely they looked to score. Um, so, but they do seem to compete, Danny. I do take your point, oh. but they are, they seem the most resilient of the three. Chris Wilder may change oh. that at Bramwell Lane, but at the I, moment, I, I, no. I said I've said yeah. throughout that mm. I admire the fact that they are. Let's be honest, big and strong and tough, and they make it an uncomfortable environment to try and play. You know, classy football and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, sometimes though, they there. The you know Brentford haven't won for a month. They be they they probably thought they were due things start going their way, and on the day it it, it all went their way, and Luton for all their effort were, were never really in the game. Yeah. Um, they, we've said it a million times. They what they do at Kenilworth Road, Road will decide how their season pans yeah, out. Absolutely. We are getting some ben, beauties of these ones coming in. By the way, I just want to add though that yeah. Ben Mee was very amusing after the match when he said. I'm not sure Ivan Tony will get back in the team. Yeah, that was, that I think, was I think good. he will. That was good. At the old, well with that, some of the it? fans have been getting in touch. We we're talking about um, Knees Guy and uh, yeah. Danny. Man. You had Cadaver Man. Cadaver um, Man. Yes. Where's you, this one gone? We had a guy sat in front of us, says Josh in Birmingham, was getting on a bit. He would sit next to his friend and never say one single word, apart from at half time when he turned to his friend and say, Programme. And his mate would, him, <laughs> mate would get his programme out of his inside pocket, give it to him, he'd read it, and in the second half, in complete silence, the only word, so he was programme guy. Uh, we had <laughs> yeah. pie guy at the old lane, says one of the listeners. Strange. He'd get up just before half-time every game for a pie and a bottle of Coke. It was always on the 39th, 40th or 41st minute. So me and two mates would put money in a pot, draw out numbers from a hat, either 39, 40 or 41. Whatever time came up, got the money. 
It was the most exciting part of the match back in those days. We weren't a particularly good team, he says. So th- this is this is a very common thread, Danny, clearly, what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, oh no, absolutely. And so. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Danny Kelly's with us. We're looking back over the Premier League weekend. We've got four games still to squeeze in. We kick off with Burnley 5, Sheffield United 0. It did feel like a pretty seismic result, and, and it's probably going to result in Paul Eggenbottom uh, losing his job today. We await the confirmation, but... They are the signs, Danny. I mean, behind after 15 seconds, the writing was on the wall, wasn't it, really? Well, Burnley have finally found the team that they can beat playing the way they do play. Yeah. Um, we talked about it all week. I mean, Sheffield United, uh, where to start with this? I mean, first of all, well done, Burnley. They got some yeah. nice goals um, and played them off the pitch. Um, but when you've got a player as dim as Ollie McBurney in your team, mm. I mean, quite an amount of mm. dimness. Also, not one, but two quite violent fouls. What yeah. was he thinking? What Don't. is he thinking? Um, and, you know, the idea, oh, you've let the team, you have let the team down there. Um, but, you know, I, I, I'm worried you know, the Sky and other outlets are still not actually confirming that the manager has gone, but the, the press conference has been cancelled. The assistant manager has gone home from the training ground. Mm. And what they're waiting for, to, for a chalk a chalk outline of the body to be found <laughs> in a car park. Um, you know, he's gone. And I, I note that Chris Wilder is in negotiations. Mm. They'll be the shortest negotiations of all time, won't they? Yeah. When can you start? Tomorrow. Great. Good, yes. good then, Chris. Because it's, it's just a little matter of Liverpool on Wednesday for them. Makes a bit of sense, though, this. I Normally, these managers mm. come back a second time to... But, you know, he really does know the club and mm. he's the kind of manager yeah. that they mm. may well require to give themselves any chance to get out of the mess they're currently in. And he did a brilliant um, job, didn't he, the first year in the Premier he League? He did. I mean, it didn't. Are we going to talk excellent. to a Blades fan podcaster later on? It didn't end in the best of circumstances for Chris Wilder. But, I mean, this, you know, a couple of years on, they're three or four years. About four years. How long was it? Three years on since he left? It's yeah, a while like now, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, for- no, it didn't. But it, but they, 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 the fans can't have any doubt that he's got no. Sheffield United in, in, in his heart, you know. Yeah. Which is not fair. None of this is fair on Burnley, who we should remark again won by five clear goals yeah. in a football match in the Premier yeah. League. First, it's how they first build ever it five goal victory. We were told, and also that's you key thing you just said. Wolves away, Wolves away result, this week. But the next game's really important. Is absolutely pointless beating Sheffield United five and if they go to Wolves and get thrashed or even lose, they've got yeah. to get, at least get something out of the game. So we shall well, see. Uh, yeah, but if the if the if the manager's um, usual thing confidence is anything to go by, then they might go to Molyneux and get something. Yeah. The rest of the season suggests they might not as well. Man- uh, sorry, Newcastle won. Manchester United nil. Uh, ex-players lining up to give a number of uh, footballers in that team <clears> a shoeing, <throat> especially Marcus Rashford, who did seem remarkably off of it. I mean, like the handbrake was on for some reason, and uh, after Paul Scholes, we saw questioning his attitude and throwing a strop when he went back to the bench. Um, yeah, ab- Newcastle Marcus, absolutely good for it, wasn't they? Newcastle, you know, they they haven't allowed their Injury crisis, not the right word, but their long injury list to deflect them one iota. Um, they, they, they were far the better team here. And Marcus Rashford was terrible, let's be honest about it, mm. but he can always just look slightly to his left and go, Martial, anybody? Yeah. Yeah. Who was even worse. Yeah. Um, I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe Hoyland wasn't available, wasn't fully fit, whatever the story is, but. How can Manchester United, a club of their size, not have a better option than than Martial, who has failed again and again and again and again, and who someone pointed out to me is about nine months away from a testimonial there? <laughs> Extraordinary. Extraordinary career. Uh, the Nick Pope injury is a lot worse than everybody thought. Five months. There's been a bit of talk about De Gea today. We're going to get Harmy on later on to talk a bit of cricket, they but we'll ask him lot, about They this. could do a lot worse than David that. David De Gea. It was interesting. Our old friend Ben Dinnery of um, Premier League Injuries, a Newcastle fan, said no thanks. I mean, I think a, a good keeper, though, De Gea. The only, que- the only question is, I guess, you know, the hurly-burly of the Premier League, uh, six months off, you know, even though he presumably he's as fit as a flea, mm. um, there's a rustiness issue. But no, they, I don't know who. So forgive me, I'm not sure who their who their reserve it's goalkeeper Debravka is. It's Dubravka who came on in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, Dubravka has been a real good servant to them over the mm. years. De Gea is the kind of thing you passes through your mind when you have a lot of money available, as Newcastle does these days. Um, they're th- with, with three weeks, four weeks away from the from the January transfer window. Um, and maybe they could do better than that. But I would have no problem with De Gea, yeah. provided he can, 
demonstrating it very quickly in train that he's, that he's, he's, he's not rusty. They might um, get him in for a trial. Obviously, and how much yes. better is Liveramento than Cucurin, honestly, at Chelsea? Yes. How could you let this boy go? Andy worried about him squandering the old academy, but mm. it's, yeah, it's, I, I can understand. It was fantastic, Andy. Brilliant. You make a very good point. Brilliant. It was fantastic. Um, Arsenal 2, Wolves 1. The Arsenal fan of my acquaintance uh, texted me and said, blimey, that was a lot nervier than it should have been based mm. on what we did in the first half an hour. Just, just sorry, I just wanted to add something to that because yeah. it's an important point somebody made and I think it's very true. It wasn't just Chelsea, other clubs did this. Have goalies on the bench when you've got youth players who could benefit from being around yeah. a first-team atmosphere. Yeah. All right, they might not come on, but neither the goalie's mm. not going to come on. But at least they'll learn what match day at Premier well, League levels. Like. Or, I think that is be like to- madness. Be like Tottenham, have a completely threadbare squad where you can afford to have two goalies on the bench yeah. and, all, and all the youth players. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's all we could put out. I'm yeah. surprised you weren't on the bench, Paul, yeah. to be truthful. <laughs> I got five minutes. <laughs> but it's a good point, isn't it, this no. person made? You know, it's, it's true, it's, but we just haven't happen. got... We literally haven't got the players... Mm. Uh, so, yes, Arsenal uh, 2, Wolves 1, c- totally in control, scored two fine goals, especially the second one, lovely goal from Odegaard. And then yeah. we get to the stage where at the end, Gary O'Neill is complaining about Arsenal time-wasting. Hmm. I mean, they they really should have been out of sight, but, you know, it did get a bit nervy at 2-1, didn't it? They're, so, they're, I mean, they're, you know, they're in really good form, Arsenal. Let's hmm. not kid ourselves. They're in really good form, as we saw in the Champions League against Lars. Um, and so when you go two up in, in, what was it, 15 minutes... Um, it's it, probably human nature. I think we can stroll through the rest of this game. Football doesn't mm. work like that. Um, Wolves, ha- Wolves. I mean, I spoke to several people at the game. Wolves didn't really harass them very much. But of course, in the modern game, if you concede with five minutes to go, that means you've got fifteen minutes to defend the it's goal. True. Yeah. Um, because you know the ninety minutes, we we have to get it out of our heads now that the game is ninety minutes. That's why the substitutions have changed as well, isn't it? The managers are bringing players on slightly later now because they could they could get 20, 25 minutes, even if they're coming on the 70, 75th minute, you know? Yeah, it's true. Um, it was but Arsenal are, are good, aren't they? they, they, they yeah. you know, but I don't, I don't, those words don't form very easily on my lips, but <laughs> they're improving mm. um, and Rice has stabilised an already good squad around him, hasn't he? Yeah. Brilliant. I told you last week, watching him in the flesh, how brilliant he was. It's their third game in seven days. They've got a game coming up midweek. You, you can't blame them for doing that, the, what they did. Absolutely. But Absolutely, uh, the Andy. second goal was much more like Arsenal of last season. Yeah, no, it was a very good finish. Uh, and we, we'll finish the day with um, Nottingham Forest nil, Everton won. Uh, three very important points for Everton as they try and move up the table after the 10-point ban. Very good finish by uh, Dwight McNeil. So I, did, I had no idea that him, Dwight yeah. McNeil was a big Spider-Man fan. I learned that this weekend. Uh, he even has a Spider-Man tattoo. Mm. That's a little bit of fluff for you. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I had no idea. I don't, I don't know where to go with that. No, nor do I. It's just, it's, just, no. it's just a fact. That's all. Yes. Directors yes. of football will definitely be saying, "Is this the way to buy Murillo?" Oh yes. <laughs> Thank you very much because he is oh, yeah. absolutely brilliant. I'd nice be amazed line clearance. If he's well. a, it's not just defensively; it's going forward. Yeah. I, I think he looks a really top player. Uh, Forrest booed off at the end. One win in ten, Danny. Not good. One win in ten. And losing at home. Mm. We've always said the yeah. home form will keep them up. So if they start losing at home, that's not a good sign. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on there. Whether they they can't quite seem. To, I couldn't name you their best eleven. There's the there's yeah. part of the problem. Well, they're missing um, Awomni, aren't they? He's, he's been and crucial. And you, ma- you yeah. may you may have hit the nail on the head there. Yeah. They, they, they their focus, not their fulcrum, but their focus of their attacks is missing. Yeah. And, but you know, one win in ten still um, that would set slight alarm bells ringing, wouldn't it? And as for Everton. I mean, obviously a brilliant finish by McNeil, who I think is a good player. I've always liked him. It's, a bit, it's such such a, a Sean Dyche result, this. Um, they, the team has been given a, a real kick in the stomach with a points deduction. We're away from home. All those things, and yet finds a way to scrape that result out of the cold, hard earth. And uh, well done. Well done to Everton's players, who've been every excuse to down tools they're now. They're just but, not uh, no sign of doing it. They're mm. just not relegation candidates. No, they're not season. too good. Three away wins in a row. And they got away with the shirt pull on Ryan Yates. I thought they yeah. could have given that. But I don't uh, understand shirt pulling. I mean, mm. it's, the most, it's the most evident foul. It's the one that there's incontrovertible evidence of. Why do people do it? Because the referees don't give the penalties, yeah. you know. Um, just another one of these very uh, quickly Danny uh, Danny in Huddersfield says we used to sit near a guy we just called slip-ons for another reason that he always wore slip-on <laughs> shoes with white socks to every Huddersfield game so well, Mr. Cadaver Man su- superstition knees yeah. guy we've got 
program. Yeah, uh, we've had a program few today, like a lot, and yeah. we'd, um, <laughs> slip-ons. Uh, so Slip. keep those coming. <laughs> yes, uh, goodness, you can't even wear a pair of shoes for the football these days without people <laughs> having something to say about it. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ask me, ask me, ask me. Good Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs with you through until four here on Talk Sport. A little bit of Smiths for you there. And the reason is that uh, our next guest uh, likes the Smiths and he likes to jog and managed to bring the two of them together, courtesy mm. of the running app Strava. Mark Gallagher joins us now. Good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon. How are you doing? You okay? Yeah, we're good, Mark. We, we did. Mm. We, quite, we love your story. Uh, so uh, tell us <laughs> how you brought your two great loves of running and the Smiths together. Oh. If you'd see the people that I have to sit with the office every day, when it comes to lunchtime, I like to get a run most days, you know, just to try and get away from them for that, 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 that 35 minutes, 40 minutes type thing. So it's we're running the same sort of area, you're running, it's the same streets all the time, so you just try to mix it up a little bit, try to make it a wee bit entertaining for yourself. So I just try to work out routes as I run and just going go to Strava afterwards sometimes just sort of guess what it sort of looks like so over the, the last couple of months we've had bat baby it's like the body of a bat but the head of a baby the badly drawn dolphin uh, Jack Dotworth broken specs that type of thing but, <laughs> but, but, but one day I come up with one it looked quite like Elvis someone said to me I thought right, I can work with that you know and I, and I was out running one day and I thought you know if I miss out this top part here and if I run straight round there and there's a sort of loop around the top end. It'll be a bigger quiff, so it'll be a bigger Elvis quiff. I end up looking at Morrissey. Wow. And since I and since I run through like a place called Old House and being a Smiths fan, I think well, back to the Old House that that would work as well. So, so, so yeah, give that one a go. You know, cause I, I could, alternatively, I suppose I could have done Shaking Stevens, done this Old House, but I'm not. Like, <laughs> well, not he, a big Merry Christmas, fan, everyone so. is back <laughs> in the chart. So, Shaking, if you could just change, maybe cut off one road early, you might have Shaking Stevens. I could do, I could try that, but I don't know if I get the denim jacket collar or not, but I can no, definitely no. give it a go. You know? it, you're really you're like a, out, though, well, you're you? like a human etcher sketch, mm. aren't you? Once you've seen what what roughly a run looks like, you can hone it, I guess. That, that, that's it. I just, I just did it for a joke. I, I didn't know if it was going to work or not, but I came back and I saw it and I thought, that, that looks like Morris. Even people liked him. Brilliant. That's, that's spot on. That's what we're after. Yeah. And what makes it even better is there's a pretty good chance Morrissey wouldn't find it funny. <laughs> of course not. I, 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 it'd be quite appalled, I think. So. <laughs> do, do you do draw a sketch over the route and then say, "Well, that's where I've got to go"? Is that how you do it? I, I didn't this time. No, I, I just I just thought to myself, you know, I want to extend it a lot, but I, I didn't. That, that, that's a covered road, so it'll make it look better. So it was it was it was just a it was a, a bit of luck, really. So looking back, and I, I loaded up it on Strava, and it came out with looking like Morris's head. I thought, "Yep, nailed that one." This is going on the social straight away. So yeah, it's annoying because the, the, it was in the Star and probably other papers, but they didn't actually have the picture of it, which yeah. would have been. Fun, they, we had to just take your word for it, but mm. I mean, we're quite happy to do that, which is why we're chatting now. <laughs> but we haven't seen the picture of it really. Is there, that we, we need to find the source materials. I mean, so what, what other ones you've had? Bat Baby, um, Jacked Up with Broken Specs. Have you got any other plans? You got any others in the pipeline after Morrissey? No. But what what this was, I, I put it up on a I'm on a Facebook group called the, the Dull Men's Club, and I posted it there straight away just because it was particularly dull, and I thought it's my type of thing. So, <laughs> so, 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 so straight away people started coming up with suggestions. You know, so somebody wants to be the change of the guys in the flock of seagulls, but I think that'd be a bit more difficult. Yes, you know? <laughs> but but the, 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 the puns were flying. I know that people were saying it was like, every day is like one day. You know, uh, some runs are, are longer than others. Yeah, you know, the, the, the Smith puns were coming. So it was good. It was good, good, good fun. Well, look, we'll ask the listeners if they can add. I mean, maybe we should open up any sporting puns based on Morrissey songs or, or Smith songs uh, we'll take them good to talk to you Mark thanks very much no thanks very much there Cheers. we are Mark Gallagher there runner Go on. if you've been that inventive on Strava let us know about it or you've got those sporting Morrissey uh, Smith songs the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We've been telling you stories this afternoon. It's kind of like the legion of football heroes. We've had Cadaver Man from Danny Kelly, Knees Guy. <laughs> um, see if Marvel are going to pick up on any of these uh, that we had at Chelsea yesterday. And you've been telling us your stories. Um, where's this one come from? While standing on the London Road Terrace at Oxford Manor Ground in the 90s, we had a bloke that we called the Murphy Hater. He was mm. such a nice chap, but he absolutely hated our midfielder, Matt Murphy. He would be mild-mannered one moment, a snarling monster if Murphy did anything wrong a brilliant irrational hatred uh, he said um, where's the other one yes did, did, uh, we have a bloke who stands behind us we refer to as the bin man because he appeared in the Argus the local Brighton newspaper complaining about the state of his overflowing bins since then we often slightly change the words to chance so they now involve bins or the need for them to be emptied more often says Nick the Brighton fan Yes, that's a nice one. Oh, this is a good one. This is Leon from Halifax. I'm a Huddersfield Town fan, and we used to shout random names out to people walking past along the pitch. We once shouted, John! <laughs> and some guy turned around randomly waving. Every week from then on, for six seasons, we shouted John. And every time he turned around and waved. So uh, marvellous, well, Leon. That's probably thing. his name, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it probably was his name, but they didn't know him, did they? <laughs> And he never thought to actually check out who it was. They, just, I mean, he just thought, but you know, you do it once or twice. But in the end, you'd be curious enough to go and see who it was. Six seasons seems a lot. It does. Um, we spoke earlier on to um, one of the uh, Mark Gallagher, who's a runner mm. and a Smiths fan, mm. and on Strava, like a human etcher sketch, he was able to carve out a very decent lookalike of yeah, uh, Morrissey. Find it. I tried to find it. Yeah, running it. around certain streets, he got a Morrissey from Smiths lookalike in profile. And, of course, you've hit us with heaven knows I'm Middlesbrough now, says Wakey in Liverpool. <laughs> William, it was really nothing but a few of those, Lee in Manchester among them. The boy with a Willie Thorn in his side, said Peter in Manchester. <laughs> Sporting Morrissey puns. Hang the DJ Campbell, Chris the Gooner in Leon C. That's a bit harsh. It is a bit. Well, I don't think he's suggesting it. I just think it's, it's <laughs> yeah, a yeah, song. It just works. Uh, <laughs> Mark in Banger. Um, the, more you igno- the more you ignore me, the mm. Miroslav closer I get. Beautiful. Well done. <laughs> Last of the international. Chanale Playboys. Thank you very much, Mark. So thank you for all your puns. Uh, Andy, anything else you want to talk about? No, at Brentford, we've got the identical twins and they're so alike. One's sober and the other isn't. And you have to sort of, we play the game, you have to guess which one it is. Really? It doesn't take very long to work out. <laughs> so one's always drunk and one's always sober, but they Absolutely. look identical. Absolutely identical. That's amazing. I know. So one's teetotal. Well, maybe he's probably looked at his brother and thought, no, I'll, I won't have a point. <laughs> no, you're all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think so. Um, it'd be great if the sober one is called Gary. Have you, have you, thought, have you thought of asking? <laughs> no. I mean, it seems unlikely, <laughs> yeah, doesn't it, really? I don't know their names. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk Sport Clips of the Week. Well, Clips of the Week, Pewter. Yes, they're back. You know the drill by now if you're a regular listener. A box of old mini-discs lying in the corner, gathering dust. But uh, little did we know, it was a sea of old clips we'd long forgotten about. Uh, well, the producer... Uh, dusted them down, mm. got out his trusty mini it's disc. Amazing player. how many there actually are. Yeah, <laughs> uh, these are March two thousand and three. We've not heard them since that day. The producer is in. He curates them, um, and uh, well, anyway, it's a few old names. They and need faces, curating. Let's be honest. They it's do a different need curating. Time. Different times. Yeah, maybe the, we had a lower bar. I don't know. Mm. But w- kick us off, Andy. We kick off with not unusually Mike Parry. 
Good morning. Here you are on Talksport 8:17. It's Saturday morning, so it must be football day. Woo wee! Oh, okay, football <laughs> okay. day. Woo wee! I mean, you certainly could have said that on game day every <laughs> week. <laughs> Shit. Okay, mate. Yeah. Uh, this is a caller to Graham Beecroft. You 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 think Liverpool are a free free flowing attacking side like Arsenal and like Manchester United and uh, like Newcastle United? No, we're not as fast as Arsenal. Arsenal are a fast accounting accounting team. Counter-attacking team. Uh-huh. Very fast accounting at Arsenal. I think they had one of those software packages. Very early adopters on the software package. You got all the accounts in early, yes. <laughs> OK, it's over to Fisherman's Blues now and Keith Arthur chatting to a caller. He just used to go out on leisure. He was a very good float angler. Yeah. But when he discovered, when he decided that the only way you could win was by catching big fish on yeah. the seven, yeah. then he just changed to fishing with meat. And he yeah. became known as the meat master. You know, yeah. He had more tricks with lunch and meat than well, Fanny and Johnny Craddock combined. <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> reference. <laughs> a, there's so much wrong with that reference. A, it's far too old. And B, I don't think Fanny Craddock ever did anything on telly with lunch and meat. Wow. Maybe someone out there knows yeah, differently. I don't think so. But even in 2003... And Johnny didn't do any of the cooking anyway. He just didn't look after the wine. Even even in 2003, that was a very old reference. <laughs> Here's uh, Alan Brazil chatting to former Liverpool defender Gary Gillespie. He is still blisteringly fast, as Gary will know. And Gary will tell you, when you play against a striker, one thing you are worried about is the pace getting in behind you, Gary. Yeah, I think uh, if you ask any central defender or, or even any defender, the one thing that really scares you is somebody with genuine pace. You just said that, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> but if, but if, if you had to pinpoint the one thing, boys, um, he often clip. listens, Gary. Sorry, Gary. It's 2003. He's got over it by it's now. Long time. Yeah. This is a caller to Big Al and Mike Perry. Let's go to North London and Webster. Webster, good morning. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Brewster. <laughs> Brewster. Let's play Webster or Brewster. I <laughs> just heard his name about two seconds ago. Yeah, that's, that's worse than me. Yeah, it certainly is. Uh, here's Mike Parry uh, really over-explaining this competition question. Now, we want to know who scored the fastest try of all Six Nations games at the weekend. And by that, of course, I don't mean the one that you saw first, because all the games kicked off at different times. I mean the try that was scored nearest to the first whistle. OK, make that clear, nearest to the first whistle. Now, text us now with the word rugby, R-U-G-B-Y. <laughs> Who knew that's how it was spelled? It's great. I mean, if you can't spell rugby and you're listening to talk sport, you're probably not going to enter the competition. And not going to win it either. No. This is a clip we used to love playing. It's the former Liverpool and Villa manager, Gerard Houllier, and his, shall we say, interesting pronunciation of a cup competition. Regarding the cups, I don't think we were extremely happy and lucky, I would say, in the Champions League, but um, we're in the UEFA Cup and we want to progress and go as far as we can. There was always that little bit more emphasis on, on the end of UEFA, which always made it sound rather rude. Uh, back to Mike Parry now with Alan Brazil with a quiz question. What was the score when Liverpool last met Spurs at Amherst Park uh, on the 26th of October, 2002? <laughs> right. Are you make this up? No, I'm not making it up, unfortunately. Somebody should have edited this. Right. Text, text, <laughs> text the word van, V-A-N, as in Nistelroy, followed by a space, and then your answer, 283-110, if you are a Vodafone orange... O2 or T-Mobile user. Is there any answer to this quiz? Well, I hope not. <laughs> Someone should have edited it. How about the programme director? Oh, no, that was Mike Parry. Of course it was, yeah. It's like the programme director. Amherst uh, Park. Yes. Uh, over to Alan Brazil now. We're here. What Ronald Drumsfeld... Uh, Donald Rumsfeld. Ronald Drumsfeld. <laughs> you ever had your drums felt, Ronald? Beautiful. <laughs> you love that one, Andy. That's what we're calling the Ronald Drumsfeld, Donald Rumsfeld situation, as Glenn Hodder would call it. What's next? It's back to Cheltenham now, and once again, Mike Parry painting pictures with words. Sometimes we work in the north of England, and when we do in Lancashire, we see the dark, satanic mills. Here we are in the beautiful Cotswolds. And what am I looking at, Al? Dark Satanic Hills. It's a wonderful, glorious spectacle. Gleave Hill is behind me here. I'm on the balcony of Lord Vesty's box in the main grandstand here at Cheltenham. And light is already piercing through that gloomy cloud like a knife shafting through the cover into the lightness. (laughs) 
I've just had a full house on Barry, Cheltenham, Bingo. Yeah, it's marvellous. Fantastic. <laughs> There's nothing dark or satanic about the hills in Cheltenham, is there? <laughs> Not really. And dark satanic mills. That's a, 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 don't be like that to Danny. He's a lovely bloke. <laughs> and finally, staying with Cheltenham, it's Alan Brazil. Right, Derek, uh, brilliant. Great day yesterday. I hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we're very fortunate, Mr. Parry and I, were at the races. We're in their box. Um, excuse me, a little bit later on. <laughs> I think he'd have one of his special Cheltenham coffees <laughs> by the sound of it. Well, there we are. Oh, that's very there good. There we are. More, uh, more bits of nonsense from back in March 2003. Nothing's really changed, has it? Not really. Um, we'll bring you some more clips of the week, Pewter, again next week. Uh, more of these, um, yeah, mm. the Legion of Footballing Heroes. We have a guy who sits in front of us at Palace who spends every home game ripping up receipts and dropping them on the floor. We call him <laughs> Confetti Guy, and I plan to get him hired for my wedding. Um, Bruce Millington, friend of the show, has been in touch, formerly of the Racing Post. Have you had How Soon Is Now for the Smith Punch yet? Oh, very timely with Graham in earlier on. We haven't, true, Bruce, no, thank you very much for that. Really. So we had that to the list. Smith Puns, sporting uh, Smith songs off the back of our... A guest earlier on who uh, managed to sort of uh, via a Strava run uh, do a beautiful representation of uh, Morrissey's silhouette. Uh, Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet to TSH&J to get in touch on anything else, 03717223344, including those people who uh, sit around you. Um, yeah, another one. We've got somebody sits in front of us. We call him Mr. Pressure. Every time anyone from the other team gets the ball, he just shouts at the top of his voice, Pressure! <laughs> We've sat behind him for about the last seven seasons, and every season we say we're going to have to move seats. I did in the end for old back door. Couldn't stand anymore. No, 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 His other thing was mad. he'd listen. He'd have a. You could just hear a radio mm. faintly. This was a, I don't think he even had headphones. He just you would hold an old transistor radio mm. to his ear, and you could just hear faintly the, like the results coming in, and he'd go, "Oh no." And like you'd think, okay, it means Arsenal have scored or, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. something's happened that affects you. And they'd say, East Fife have just equal. It's just annoying. Had to move. Not the big one. No, not the big one. Now, last Monday we were at uh, the Hockey, a lovely bar. That's right, yeah, bar. for we're all chatting all the darts players, yeah. And a lot of the chat was about the fact that Paddy Power, uh, their new sponsorship of the PDC World Championship, they were going to change the dartboard. The treble 20 the treble was going to be green instead of red. I know, and people were like... And it was, well, the Power, we spoke to the power. Know, we spent about happy, an hour talking about it. It was just classic Paddy Power. I don't think they were ever going to do it. Well, they're not doing it anyway. No, I don't not. think they ever were. Really. But did you see that they've put up? They're putting up. Is it a thousand quid for every one eighty going to uh, charity? Think, isn't yeah, it? that's going to charity. That's, that's right. Which yeah. is a brilliant thing. They've also got a trophy for the player. It's the um, the Ballon Darts. Absolutely massive. <laughs> Three big darts. I saw a picture Fantastic. of it uh, today. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo would be annoyed if he doesn't win it. <laughs> He'll want to. But I think it's for the one who gets the most 180s uh, in so the tournament. All that, did you see that story last week about uh, Lionel Messi wouldn't go on a show because Jamie Carragher had said something about him in the band? They're so... F the bloke's the best football in the world. I can't believe people are so sensitive. It's amazing, oh, really. Oh, there we are, Andy. You're quite a sensitive soul yourself, well, aren't I am, you? But really? I'm not the best in the world at what I do. Whereas well, don't Lionel... be so. Oh, three seven one seven. You don't need to answer. Press the red button really on your handsets now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's going to be a potato shortage for the uh, for the Christmas Day dinner. But oh, really? There isn't. Is that is that where you're reading well, uh, that? No, I've read it. It's in lots of papers, basically. But it's, uh, it's every year. It's the same thing. It's normally sprouts, but this year it's potatoes. Black market and spuds. You reckon for Christmas? Uh, Christmas well, it Day? Could be, yeah. yeah. Marvellous. Having okay. to bring them in from Egypt, apparently. Who is? <laughs> Whoever brings in the potatoes. Who's yeah. in charge of that? Do you know? Can you bring us any more? Albert Bartlett. Oh, Albert. No, I Albert. <laughs> I'd like to think Albert's <laughs> got a fast plane to Egypt and brought us back some spuds. That would I be hope nice. so, yeah. I don't want to have to be leaning on Hal robson Carnu's connections <laughs> to get a few spuds for me Christmas dinner. That might be the case. Calling in some favours with Hal. <laughs> Seems wrong, doesn't it, really? It does, really. It's not right. Anyway, Mike Ward's going to look at some non-sporting telly for us, but Steve Harmison's up next. We're going to talk a bit of cricket. Um, we brought you England's first one day in the West Indies. And, uh, yeah, not great, yeah, it's really. really going well, isn't it? Posted a decent total, but uh, the bowling, oh, goodness you know, me. The, in the end, the coach is going to have to go because he's not good enough, in my view, and Butler shouldn't be the captain. Are you saying Mott out? I am. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I'm not really ever sure you should at this time <laughs> no, of the day. No, exactly. In a, not, not, and, well, maybe in that context yeah. you're okay. And Butler, it's just ruined his batting, so what's the yeah. point? He's not even that great a captain. Sam Curran, what's happened there? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Amongst all the 
football this week. Look, there's plenty of it. You may want to try and squeeze in a bit of non-sporting TV. So we turn, as always, to Brighton and Hove Albion supporting Mike Ward. Good afternoon, Mike. Good afternoon, guys. From the star, of course. And Andy mm. was delighted that they beat you yesterday because he, he would have been... Yeah. He would have been quite aggressive and unpleasant to you otherwise. And I didn't he would want, have done. I didn't want to witness that. I didn't, yeah. I didn't well, want well to witness to, that. Well he would have told you that you don't harsh. deserve to win anything and he wants you to go down. I think including pre-season, that's three wins over Brighton in a row. Well, really? Bri- Brighton light three, uh, Brighton two then. <laughs> yes, right. yeah. yeah, that's right. So, uh, But anyway, you, yeah. Well, what, did, what did you make of yesterday, Mike? Uh... Oh, to be honest, we were on, my, on the way to my mother-in-law's 80th birthday party, oh. so we listened to it on the radio, and I, I, I said some choice words. Got it out of my system before we got out of the car. You're going to start <laughs> swearing at mother-in-law? No, it really? doesn't go down well. Who does she support? Is she... Man United. Oh, oh does, she, does she really? <laughs> well, her, her, her husband supports Man United, okay. although he just sat, he sat there the whole afternoon to, just saying to me, oh, give up on them, give up. Yeah. Not, I can't be bothered. Like it's, it's not like it used to be. He watches Chertsey Town now in oh. the somewhere or other who are top of whatever league. Funny intro. Our, our producer was is a Talkie United fan, mm. and he went to the Bournemouth game. Yeah, it was uh, an interesting yesterday. comment he made. Actually. And he said, "I've, I've this. That was my first game with VAR." And he said, "What oh, a really? depressing experience." Tell yeah. us about it. All mm. these Championship managers saying we need VAR. Careful what you wish for. You really don't. You really no. don't want it. No, so. absolutely. Anyway, we move on to what's on the telly. What's on the telly tonight? There might be a bit of catching up to do. Julius Caesar, the making yeah. of a dictator. What? The, I mean, it's this one of those. I, I like a bit of um, the, these sort of dramatised history documentaries. They're done in a very sort of accessible way these days. So you've mm. got. You've got the sort of once upon a time it was dry old talking heads banging on for about an hour, whereas now in the background you've got sort of actors you sort of vaguely recognise from a, a chocolate commercial or something, but not famous enough to be a distraction, <laughs> playing out the scenes. The, uh, the thing I love about this is the guy who plays Caesar. I look at it, I think, I do recognise you. What have you been in? Mm. He's um, he was a villain in Emmerdale about six months ago. Wow! And he's been in the Archers. So in this one, he Has he, he what's he his act- name? Oh, uh, Anthony Ad- Adonis, Anthony. It's a strange name. It almost sounds Latin, but oh, it isn't. Okay. Um, Adonis. He's not Vinny Vici, is it? Vinny Vici. Good old Vinny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. So yeah, it's good to watch that. And actually, it's it's quite a fascinating story because there's lots of sort of uh, modern day. The thing you is, know, it's bits. You know, you know what happens in the end, don't you? You <laughs> sort of do. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but don't spoil it for everyone. No, I don't want to. Care. Yeah, anybody's not realised. Uh, yeah. Everyone won't ruin it for you. So uh, this is part two. So people maybe might need to catch up with part. The big one is next week. James Anthony. Okay. That's it. It is. Yeah, absolutely. So he sometimes does it the other way around. It's if I, I, I got yeah. fascinated. I get distracted whenever I'm writing about a program. Hmm. I sort of start looking at it and I sort of go on Wikipedia. And then an hour later, I know the entire career of this person and which advert he was in in 1982. <laughs> you know, and um, uh, the completely. That's why I never get any work done. Oh, okay. just, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, also tonight, Christmas secrets of supermarket-owned brands. Channel Four, 8 p.m. They do. It's, De- it's Denise Van Outen. Basically, it's, it's TV has discovered. The whole idea that if you go into a shop and buy the supermarket's own brand version of something mm. rather than the the famous version it's of the it, same it's thing, normally they? cheaper and it's often the same thing <laughs> or made by the same people. Yeah, they did about eight series of Eat Well for Less or something rather with mm. Greg Wallace and and what's his name, which is the same thing every week. They go to this family and they say, "How are we going to cut our grocery bills? Well, have you tried own brands? It's just as good as the other thing, and it's a lot cheaper." And they go, "Really? Oh, we didn't watch last week's episode. Otherwise, we would have saved." <laughs> the trouble to come to our house uh, but anyway this is basically the same thing with Denise okay sound like a winner um, it is a winner it I'm is looking helpful. out for a new show uh, which features Paul Chuckle yeah. Geordie Shaw's Chloe Ferry uh-huh. our old mate Russell Watson Manchester United uh, fan and singer mm-hmm. and Paul Burrell since we're doing a lot of reality TV he's back on the scene old Paul yeah um, in Celebrity Help My House Is Haunted have you, have you ever had the pleasure? It sounds, it sounds like a winner. See, I think, uh, which channel is this? Um, I have no idea. I don't it's even a real brand. Discovery have Plus. you just made that up? No, help. Um, no, help my house is haunted is, a, is, yeah. a, is, is definitely it? a thing. Yeah. Um, I think um, George Best's late wife did that. Oh, no, right. sorry, wife, the late George Best's this, wife, I should this, say. This is, uh, this is the that. celebrity yeah. version of it with, uh, yeah. yeah, help my house have, is haunted. Have you seen Archie? What, what's Have that? I seen Archie? Oh, the, the, yes. the, the, it's good, isn't it? Yes, the, it is good. Uh, this ITV one about Jason um, Isaacs Jason playing, playing Cary Grant. Yeah, Grant. Yeah. Archibald okay. Leach, as he was. Archibald Leach, yeah, maker of uh, that fine stand at um, 
at uh, Everton. Very true. Not the same one. <laughs> Not the um, same one. Okay, so there's a lot of Christmas stuff on. Mike. There's a lot of Christmas stuff. I don't know why. We got there, there to Channel Five, eight p.m. tomorrow. Inside Hamley's at Christmas. Inside Hamley's. Is somebody breaking in? Take you behind the scenes of Britain's top toy stores. You don't watch Master Chef, do you? Yeah. Am I right thinking? No, uh, I not don't for me. No, no, no. no, no, no. no it's right, the final. Okay. It's the it's the final week. Okay. I mean, it is exciting. It's building up to the final week of. Uh, I can't. It's I can't good, even wet your cook, appetite with that one. It's good cooked cooking, isn't it? Really. Well, the thing is, there's sure only so many of these telly. things. If you if you've watched Bake Off, if you've watched the Great British Menu, I haven't watched any of them. You can't. You know, you can't watch them all. <laughs> people cooking. Oh, people baking. You know, festive festive pottery throwdown last night was fantastic. Do you ever watch it. the Secret Genius of Modern Life? I do like the Secret. Very I, I, good. I watched it last. This night. is the Hannah Fry. Yeah, series. she's Hannah Fry. There's two episodes because they had to do, they, they had to miss one for, because of the football a couple of weeks ago. So they're catching up. There's two this week. Mm. There's one on Wednesday about microwaves. How yeah. the microwave was invented, something to do mm. with World War Two radar technology. There you go. I think that's interesting. That sounds pretty it good. Is. Yeah, yeah. And then headphones uh, on Thursday. So it's particularly the you know the uh, the earbud type that you stick in your ear, as opposed mm. to the ones you shove over your head. Yeah. Um, the technology behind that, which is also genuinely <laughs> genuinely really interesting in the slightly nerdy geeky. They have I am quite ear- geeky. Earbuds on their own though are very annoying. Uh, last week I was listening to <laughs> this is a mad story, but I was listening to. Using these two buds, yeah. And when I woke up in the morning, I only had one. I don't know where the other one had oh, gone. Oh, you go to sleep with it, isn't it? No, we'd stripped the bed. We'd taken all the sheets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't find the, the fairies thing. have taken it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that is the issue. Falling if if you do if you do wear them in bed, that is that is. Uh, Andy, you do realise it's in there somewhere. It's not disintegrated. This is what I said it's not biodegradable. If it's still wing. connected, just play some music really loud yeah. and see where it starts playing. Actually, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> Put a bit of slip knot on and turn it up to 11. (laughs) That's a very good idea. idea. It is a great idea. Yeah, the headphones one sounds good. They go to Bose. They have human testers with golden ears, apparently. Yeah, they have people who've got incredibly good hearing. I mean, I've got quite poor hearing mm. well no I haven't but I haven't got great and you watch these and they, they can pick up you don't really care what my hearing's like no, don't really really well you watch no too way. many TV dramas where you can't hear anything you, yeah. can't, you can't hear anything that's true mm. um, and then she uh, she's, takes apart she's very good at uh, Hannah Fry at sort of dissecting stuff literally so she'll get one of these 300 pound earbuds and she sits there with a scalpel taking it apart so we can see what it's like inside and tiny little speakers and wires and things and yeah. also you get to know how they develop the whole noise cancelling thing so that you're not hearing the yeah. racket on a, a train or a plane or stuff like that i love these shows channel just finally friday channel five eight o'clock the toy hospital yes. someone from an independent production company oh, has gone into channel sake. five and said yeah. this show where you bring cherished items in yeah. uh, isn't that repair shop it's yeah. just toys but isn't that essentially just repair it's but it's, it's just it's, toys we're calling you know the it other thing hospital. about it though and no one will notice <laughs> no one will notice um but the toy they bring, and it is a hospital. They they do it in. It's either a very well reproduced hospital or it is a hospital. Although goodness knows why there aren't any patients in it. But I'm just thinking, if I've got an old toy from 50 years ago, I don't want to sit in a hospital waiting room for three hours while somebody operates on my doll. Old toys in the corridor. Queuing no, up. Yeah. My etch sketch has been there for 16 hours. My old etch sketch. God bless her. See, no, you shouldn't. Wouldn't treat a dog like that. 16 hours in a corridor. What's happened to this hospital? Yeah. yeah. I'd watch know. it. I'd watch it. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That's uh, this afternoon's show. And Andy, rarely, you're not normally here on a Tuesday, but you are tomorrow. I'm here tomorrow, yeah. So I'm forward to it. We're yeah. going to have an extra helping of Stan Collymore. We've got a full programme midweek, and Stan's going to do what he always does, give us his predictions for all... Ten games uh, and give us a little bit of a preview of each one of them. Excellent. So, and we're about to record one of our podcast extras. Yeah, uh, the the Apple uh, Talksport Plus podcast. Just about to record a couple more. You can get, wherever you get your part. If you're on Apple, of course, go along there. You can click and try it for free. And if you like it, you can pay two ninety nine a month, and that will give you access to the whole back catalogue of uh, extra podcasts. We have a clip special, which this one will be Christmas themed. Oh, great Christmas clips! Mm. Bit of a deep dive into them. And also a kind of Andy's mad cuttings, and he's got a lot of them. I've got a new uh, system this time, this apparently week. a new system. So um, if you'd like to try those out for free, fourteen day trial, and if you like them, two ninety nine a month, the extra podcast. But uh, for now, thanks for listening to this one. I'll see you tomorrow with Andy alongside me from one. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four pm on Talksport. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Market.